It's a fact that many single women prefer dating older guys, and in some cases, way older guys. But why? And can those relationships really last? My guest today answers those questions. I'm Dr. Christy Wise, and this is Life Sauce. Katie Clark is a matchmaker, a dating coach, and a motivational speaker. She is on a mission to help single people with their love life, one couple at a time. So, Katie, I want to know about how you got into the world of helping people date. And I know that we're going to talk about, you know, women dating older men, but I want, I'm very curious about your background first. I love it. Well, thanks for having me on, Dr. Christie. Um, so the world of online, the world of dating, this is how it all started. I got married very young, had kids. We moved to China. We lived there for seven years. So I was, you know, deeply in my marriage. It, it slightly fell apart. Look, at the end of the day, you all have to make decisions. Um, and I became single again in my early 30s with three little kids. And I had never really dated. So I took the opportunity to just kind of go for it. And uh, I dated a lot, had a lot of fun. And I once saw some matchmaker on TV and she said, get in the database. So I literally just went and Googled LA matchmakers and got in everybody's database, which I highly recommend to everybody. I'm not your only key and source to meeting a man or a woman. So make sure you get in everyone's database. And uh, I started going on dates for matchmakers. And it was great because it's just, as I like to say, another uh, it's another ROI in your dating portfolio because you should be organically dating. You should be, you know, online dating. You should be in matchmaker databases. You should be telling your friends to set you up. You should have a diversified dating portfolio. So I was going on dates and I literally met this one woman who was so professional. Her name's Erica. She, I now work with her in her company, Sync Matchmaking. She set me up on a great date, a guy named Ted. We are still friends. He is still single. So ladies, he needs a good woman. Um, <laughs> And I just thought, this is what I, I felt was ironic, is that I was dating a lot of their clientele, and these people were divorced. Um, they were in their 50s, 40s, and 50s, and they were looking for a round two and to do it right and do it well. And all of the matchmakers I was meeting were these young 20-year-olds who weren't even married. And I thought, you know, they really don't quite get how to match and pair people because, you know, it takes wisdom to do things right. And I mean, look at when you look at Indians and how the parents used to match them. I mean, there's some wisdom to setting people up and doing it well. It's not just based off chemistry. And so I asked her, I said, hey, can I be on your team? I feel like you guys could use someone who is basically your demographic. This is this is who you are working with, but none of you are in that same, you know, in in that same situation. Now they all are because we've all grown up, but uh, they're all like starting families and married. Um, But I'm the one who's divorced with kids. And that's really who we are matching typically. So I started, you know, just working with them during COVID. I, (laughs) dating was not happening. And I realized, I always say to my clients and and other people, I can get you a first date, but can you even get a second date? And I think that's where I'm a dating coach. I'm not, I share a lot of relationship tips and everyone's deep into relationship rules. It's like, you can't even get a first date. <laughs> Let's get you to the first date. You're, yep. People are swiping no on you all the time. Why is that? Like, let me be honest with you. I mean, my post today was just about face tags. Those little things that people have on their face that just get them removed. <laughs> yes. get them, it's it's simple things like that. Yes. That, that people don't take into consideration when dating, like, especially because everything's one dimensional now. So, yeah. but we'll get into all that stuff. 
Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. So we, we have similar backgrounds, you and I. I was single in my 40s also. I have four kids. And so I experienced very much of what you're talking about. And it's hard, though. And I noticed that a lot of my clients experience fatigue. And I did too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I had fun. That's for sure. I knew that I wanted a playtime all the way from younger guys to older guys and everything I hadn't tried for 25 years, I was going to try. <laughs> right. And so what about the idea of women really enjoying or wanting older guys? Tell me about that concept. Well, look, they say average that men are five years younger in maturity than women. You know, and I can't quote who or where, but but even just raising three kids and having a daughter versus two sons, there definitely is a stage of growth that my son has been doing in college that my daughter already did in high school. Um, and just the relationships that my daughter had versus my son with other women, a lot more emotional based. So men aren't, are they just are already a little bit slower. Now there are old souls out there. My, my youngest is an old soul. He can listen to jazz all day. He is the child who's ready to massage my feet. Like he puts the dishes away without asking. I'm like, he is going to be the perfect husband, you know? So, but that's the rarity. That is not a normal child. You know, boys are not looking to massage their mom's feet after her long work day, but unless you raise good men, Um, But literally, I think when women are looking for older men, it's really simple. They're looking for financial stability. Uh They're looking for uh, someone who's ready to do it, maybe even round two. A lot of older men nowadays, because they are financially stable, they're looking for someone who's young and fun as well. So so it's going both ways. We're looking for older men, but they're looking for us because women their age are not keeping themselves as well. They're a little bit bitter. But we want that stability. And a lot of these older men, even the ones I work with in their 50s, are happy to do a round two yeah. because, they, because they realized round one was, it was hard and it was practice. And round two, they'll be a much better father. Yes. So believe it or not, people are like, well, why are all these 50-year-olds dating 30-year-olds? Well, because they're fun, they're fresh. As I say, my three Fs, they're fit, they're fun, they're feminine. Yeah. And you, if you were those three Fs, any man, no matter what age, will, will want to date you. Yes. So that's you very know, but true. women. Yep. And there's women that confidence, right? That comes mm-hmm. with age for both a man and woman, but for men especially because our society views them differently than an older woman. Do you know? <laughs> but what about the idea of when they're a little bit older? I feel like there's this line where it's acceptable. And then when you date someone around your dad's age, society goes, Oh, daddy issues, right? Well, I don't, I, they do. People are going to judge constantly yep. for anything. So you can't live by that. But yep. I have dated men who were 25 years older. Uh, I've dated guys who are my age. And as I say, age is just a number. It's yep. really about their energy. And the guys who were much older, the only time I ever got looked at strangely is when he looked older and acted older. Yes. So when you keep up with your style, I mean, I, I spoke with a client yesterday. He's 60. He looks like he's 50. Now that's rare because yeah. most men look their age, even though they'll say, well, I feel like I'm five years younger. And I want to say to them, well, you look like you're five years older. Your skin is weathered, <laughs> you're, you're deep lines. And yeah. as, as shallow as that sounds, yeah. this is key to dating nowadays. Women yeah. are taking such good care of themselves. Uh-huh. Um, and health is such a big, it's, it's a big issue because yeah. Women who are going to date older, maybe a 60 or 70 year old man, uh-huh. they don't want him to die first. That's a, right. a big fear too. But 
for me, I just know that an older man is going to be more, uh, the, the buzzword now is EQ. He should have yes. a better EQ. He yeah. should. He should uh, yeah. but, he, but he should also be more teachable. And I get a lot of slack for using that word teachable. Uh, I mean, we could use uh, learnable. He's open to new things. He's, yeah. you know, growth mindset, whatever the word you want to use is. Yes. Older men are just less ego driven. Yes, I, I think so too. And, you know, I'm thinking about my clientele and I have, you know, clients who are divorced and married for all ages, but I know that when they get out there in the dating scene, that there's all this fatigue around it. Like, you know, all the swiping and having to mm-hmm. write a profile that they feel like nobody reads is, you know, and I get it. I mean, it's a lot of work. It is. Is there anything about that that can be, I don't know, re-energized for people when they hit that fatigue? Well, I do know this. I have something I call my four foundations. Before you even start dating, make sure you're ready to date. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening is out of the 100% of people dating, 80% are not ready. They're not healthy. They're not fit. They're not financially ready. They don't have time. They're literally running around with their kids and they want to date to feel free time but they really don't have anything to give out of that. Yeah. Uh, so 80% are just, I hate to use this word, but junk in a sense. And yeah. they're going to still take up your time. So you've got the 20 percenters and I call my followers the 20 percenters. They're cool, they're quality, and they're ready. Mm. And so when you look at that, when you are online, and, and my whole season one of my podcast, Dating with Katie, is all of season one is about dating online. Mm. But, you know, The first thing I talk about is organic versus online, which is better. And I know people get tired of it, but if you already know going into online dating that 80% are going to be junk, uh-huh. then you're not surprised. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not like fed up and you don't get this bitter attitude, which comes out. People can see it. When on top of that, you have to go write a bio and take good pictures. I can't stress that enough. If you are in the SoCal area, I will do your photos for you. I do amazing photos in a very relaxed setting. <laughs> and I pick great. out your outfits. I make sure huge, you know, it's, it's, you know, when houses are back on the market, they clean up the front yard, right? Yes. So why would you not go to your 2.0 self? Yes. I can't. I mean, I just posted yesterday, this woman, she's getting her hair done. You know, when you've got the foils in your hair, yes. and you've got the, the the heater on your head. Oh, no. Her first photo in Bumble is that. And it's like, really, Jen? Right. Really? Like, I get it. It's kind of funny, but don't do that. Just don't do it. Right. Leave some mystery. Leave some mystery. So photos and bios are important. Of course, it depends on which, you know, which uh, online program you're going to be doing. I actually have a whole podcast on five different, you know, Bumble, Hinge versus Match versus I even talk about seeking arrangements. Like why would somebody even use that? Right. So it's really about, you know, you can either hire a professional like me who can write all that for you, take your photos or just having the mindset. And as I like to tell my clients, 1% of your day is 15 minutes. Mm. Okay. Out of a hundred percent of your day, like my podcasts are 15 minutes because I don't want anyone to have an excuse that, oh, I don't have time to listen, Katie. 1%. You can give me 1%. If you want to spend 1% in the morning and 1% of the evening, 30 minutes total, diversify, even give it to a friend to do for you. Like, yeah. you know, sitting down at dinner with a girlfriend here, do my bumble for me for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. That way you feel like you're not overwhelmed by using it. Oh, Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more about the pictures. We were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, men, for some reason, taking pictures in their bathroom with the toilet in the back seat or black socks. I know. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's, Terrible. It gives me the ick. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have a whole, I have a whole podcast on this. Like, what photos are hot and what photos are not? Yes. Like, 
listen to me. I get feedback from both sides. This is what I love about my job. I get feedback from dates. I get feedback from photos. I mean, it's it blows my mind how people still to this day are taking just unreasonably bad photos. Look, get a best friend involved. Get your girlfriend involved. Yeah. But take some time to put the effort in. And, and, and in my world, effort is everything. Dating yeah. effort is huge. You can see it in people's bios and photos. Yeah. I mean, and men don't need a bunch of booby shots. And they want happy faces. Yeah. They want your sunglasses off. Women want your hats off. Because listen, there's this new thing called hat fishing. Have you heard of that? No. What is that? <laughs> When a guy wears a hat in every photo and then he's bald underneath, it's like, come on, bro. Just own like, it. She doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. That's horrible. It's also for a woman who's only using a picture from her, you know, boobs up or, yes. chest, you know what I mean? Or with all her friends and you don't know which one is her. <sighs> right. Yeah. Or she's got the hotter friend in the picture. Like, oh, no. silly lady. Yeah. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, and that's why. I, again, I do a lot of information on like, this is how you pose for a photo. And some people say, well, Katie, yeah. you know, some people say, Katie, I don't want to pose for a photo. Well, guess what? You have to pose for a photo yeah. and you have to look at the camera and you have to take 25 photos to get two good ones. And that's okay too. <laughs> that's so true. And definitely watch the filters. It's, you know, not a good sign when you don't recognize them. Then we walk into the restaurant. Right. You know? So can I ask you what percentage of your clientele then want to date older men? Uh, almost all of them are open to the idea. I actually probably wouldn't take a client who wants to date younger. Ah, it, go it goes against my core uh, relationship belief. Uh -huh. I, if it doesn't work for, if it didn't work for Demi Moore, it's probably not going to work for you. <laughs> right, right. So can I ask you about sex though? Because when sure. I talk to my clients about, you know, dating, first of all, they get excited and I did too when I was like, oh, now I'm single. Like the world is my oyster, right? And then, you know, as a woman who hasn't been with other men for 25 years, just like, oh, I get to even have a slutty period. Like this is awesome. But then, like, and my clients do the same, like, what if he doesn't have the energy? What if he has to always take Viagra? What if, you know, his balls are too low? Like, you know, there's all kinds of that, the reality of it, right? Well, I hate to say this, but women are so much more critical than men out there. Yeah. It's really true. I think women are shooting themselves in the foot yeah. with their critical, does he adore you? Right. Okay, his balls are too low. Well, your tits are probably a little hangy too. Of course, That's we right. can go fix that. Yeah. And now it's it's okay to go fix everything and move it all up. Yep. But but really that's not what people should be that's not relationships. Yep. I mean, that's maybe a part of chemistry. Yeah. Turn the lights off, light a candle, like you got cellulite <laughs> on your back. Right. He, men are so uncritical that it makes me sad that women have to keep doing this. Yes. I understand you want to be turned on by somebody but there are ways and, and women are crockpots. So if he can get into your mind and into your heart, yes. that be what keeps, that's what a good relationship is. I, I call it the five C's and out of the five things, you know, a hundred percent, everything's 20% and chemistry is only 20% of your relationship. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they say people who are married spend less than 1% of their relationship having sex yep. and doing sexual things. Like, let's get back on track here. People. Yep. I, I have clients, you know, Katie, he's such a, Sex with him is so great. It's he's so hot, but then he ghosted me for two weeks. But I let him back, right. and I just shake my head. I said, uh -huh. "What a sad, what a sad heart you have." And every time you do keep having sex with all these new guys because it seems fun, it's yeah. just like you're a piece of tape, and you're losing you're you're it's losing sticky. your connection. Mm. Yeah, you're losing Beautiful. that stick. So by the time you find someone, you're gonna have a couple issues. Right. I don't know. I'm just 
you know, it's a dangerous, it's a slippery slope yep. when we're just thinking sexual fun has no ramifications because it does. Yeah. And a yep. man who adores you yep. and puts you first and can, can turn you on and get you rallied up and takes time on your body. Like, okay. So, yep. you That's know, right. ED, ED is fixable. That's right. I just, I just had a whole topic on that with my followers. Um, it's fixable, yep. you know, and if, if you're the guy who doesn't want to take the take the blue pill or red, I don't even know what color, the, the pill, yeah. um, take it for Pete's sake, get your ego out of the way and just take it for her. That's right. <laughs> I also feel like ultimately we really do want to please each other. And if she's not being pleased or he's not being pleased, that's kind of on them. Like you have to open up your mouth and give somebody the opportunity to do yeah. the things that they want to do to you anyway, emotionally, physically, yeah. all of that stuff, like set them up to succeed. Correct. And nobody reads your mind. Men right. surely don't read minds and they don't read it when you drop hints either right. for Pete's sake. So just tell them because right. every man, every great man, and I call them good men. So they're not the nice guy, but they're the good guy. Yeah. The good guy doesn't tolerate women who, you know, they're not simps, you know, yeah. simp is the new word, but good men want to please their women, yeah. but they don't know all the time. And, you know, they think, well, shouldn't he know? No, he shouldn't know. Right. And there is a great website and it's, clean enough to be clean. So I, I don't feel like it's too disgusting, but it's called the bad girls Bible and the uh -huh. bad boys Bible. It's some Irish guy and he, it's, it's just so well-written and it's like kind of sexy, but it's not disgusting. So nice. um, I just wrote a whole course called seven steps to sexy to help women get their sexy back. Yeah. And chapter seven or lesson seven is literally, you know, sexy women give good sex. Yes. So you are half of the equation, ladies. Yeah. So go and figure out what you love and what you need to do and what you need to wear and what candle you need to light and then tell him so he can do that, you know, and be a part of that. Yeah. So we've got to own our part. Yeah, I love that. And that's exactly right. And whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, there's that ownership of what you're bringing or how you're inspiring one another. Do mm -hmm. you know? So how long would you say you know, the process for you takes, you meet a new client and how long does it take before they feel like they're making some headway? Every client is so different. Some clients are on three months, six months, a year. I do some coaching. So very, very different. I mean, I, I currently, it, and everyone's got a different storyline. I have a 42 year old venture capitalist female lives in San Francisco and she's like, wait, I want to get married and have a kid. Now that's, that's a tough journey. And, you know, we, we have to set her up mentally for that, that journey of dating online. She's dating online mm -hmm. in her area and she needs to vet quickly and move on to, from each person. And our goal with her was 30 dates. So I wanted, and I have a girlfriend who went on 30 Bumble dates and finally met like the perfect guy. So let's be honest, it, it could take 29 frogs that you have to kiss to get yeah. to Mr. Per Mr. S almost perfect. Yeah. Um, so for her, it's a different journey. You know, she's had to take a time out right now. She's at like at 27. Uh, I'm actually setting her up on a blind date next week. Okay. That's right. We yeah, so that's good. Yeah. And that timeline, because I find that too, that, you know, women waited and then they fall in love with somebody a little bit older, but then he doesn't want to have more kids or, you know, so it's an interesting timeline that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and you have to know your pond. You have to know the pond you're fishing in. Ah. So she lives in San Francisco. There are men in San Francisco who also waited. Now they're 50 and want to have kids. Yeah. You know, in Newport Beach, they already have kids, ex-wives. They're like, I'm, I'm tapped out. No way. I just want to go have fun. So I always say, if you feel like your pond or your area has a bunch of carp and you want to date a king salmon, uh -huh. you're going to have to, you know, date, date differently. You're going to have to date in Alaska, in a yes. sense, where... 
I am a believer in long distance dating and it can go well. I've done it for four and a half years to Texas and back and uh -huh. it's amazing. It works really well for us. So sometimes you just have to look beyond your pond. Yeah. And that's a terrific point because a lot of people will say, well, I live in and how am I supposed mm -hmm. to really meet somebody in that environment? You know, so yeah. the idea of being able to travel, I mean, it's much easier now. And we also yeah. have technology, so it makes it easier. It's not like, right. you know, we're just leaving messages on voicemail or something, you know, something <laughs> like that. So can I ask you, what about any dangers that people should pay attention to? Because, you know, they think they're on a site, they meet somebody. I do have a few clients that have been catfished or he said he had all these assets and then she finds out he's living with his mother still. <laughs> like, you know, those sorts right. of things. I mean, I guess it's kind of old school what our parents taught us. Like, don't believe it until you see it. Yeah. Um, make somebody prove it. Talk is cheap. Uh, maybe it's like that New York a little bit hard shoulder on me, but I'd be like, okay, you can say all this and then prove it. And I think one, something I'd like to address, you know, have, have some smarts about it. Go watch the Tinder swindler so you can see, okay, don't be that girl. Yeah. <laughs> like we all can watch it from the outside, but then are you becoming it in some relationship? Cause he's wooing you. And again, the chemistry is great. I hate chemistry. I feel like it's the worst indicator. Um, I always say three dates, three weeks, three months at each of those, you should be assessing. You should be pulling in friends. You should be getting their perspective. Uh, you know, you can do background checks nowadays. There's so many things you can be doing yeah. to, to make sure. I mean, if, but if your heart's not ready and right, and if you're not confident in who you are, you're going to fall into that trap. Uh -huh. So really the bigger issue is you and what's your deeper issue. Yeah. So I'm no psychologist by any means, but I always have to say, you know, what's that person's to be able to be wooed by that kind of lies or, or, or promises uh -huh. shows me that you actually have the deeper issue of need. You're the needy one. So yeah. just, you know, check yourself on those. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, but I want to say one thing about love bombing right uh -huh. here. Yes. I mean, have were you, you ever love bombed? I was just out. I literally <laughs> was just going to ask about love bombing. Wow. So when, you know, a lot of women are frustrated with the good guy because he, they don't know how to handle a good guy. And again, that's my definition of the man who is consistent. His effort is amazing. He's old school valued, you know, traditional. So he's doing all the things to woo you. And some of these women are like, oh, he's love bombing me. No, sweetheart. He is doing what a good man should do. He mm. is treating you with respect, kindness, and thoughtfulness. And so a lot of my clients that hire me are paying a lot of money. And, you know, they'll meet a great woman. I do that. And I find these great women and they're excited because these guys want a long-term relationship. Yeah. There comes a point where men hit an age. And I mean, tell me what you think on this. They don't want to be alone. Now, oh. women, we can handle being alone, but men are like little puppies. Uh -huh. They're just, they're so excited in that early stage that they met somebody amazing and they know quickly, yeah. you know, men usually they say, I mean, three seconds are like, I like her. Where we women are like, uh, three dates. I'm not sure. I got to think a thousand thoughts. I got to talk to my girlfriends. You know, they sometimes overthink a good guy and it's, yeah. it's a sad loss to them. But when he is dedicated and coming to you and just his effort is amazing. You got to give a guy some slack. I've seen so many women say, well, he's love bombing me and he's pressuring me. And no, he's not, sweetheart. Right. No, he's not. So no, 
I you agree know? with you. I think that especially if you've come from a really crappy marriage or not mm-hmm. used to being treated well, yep. it doesn't seem familiar. So they yeah. think they're not attracted to it. It's just that it's new or it's not familiar. So there's definitely that line. And I'm, I'm very much in the same mindset as you because be careful what you wish for. You can't both ask for that and then be, you know. But I also know that there's this a very interesting line where there's a manipulative personality type that says, I'm going to be the rescuer and do everything that you need all the time. And then, you know, you're mine kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lady can just say these words. I got this, but thank you. Yeah. You know, I got this, but thank you. Uh, and I think it, you know, the, if the presents are dramatic in the beginning, you know, I did have a client the other day. He wanted to give her three quarter carat earrings. I said, slow down, Romeo. <laughs> like, <laughs> You can give me those those <laughs> earrings, you know? Yeah. And I said, how about a gift card to take her son out to dinner and, and so she can go get a massage? I mean, if you want to, get her a Gucci belt for Pete's sake. I don't yeah. care. But diamond earrings say something different and you're not there yet. Yeah. So, and I know him, his heart is good. It's so yeah. good. But he just needs to know timing is everything in life. Yes. So. So if you are that guy, slow it down a bit, yeah. read the room for Pete's sake. And if you're, if you feel like he's maybe love bombing you instead of throw him, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but just say, you know, I love your effort, but I got this. Like, yeah. you, you don't need to be doing all this, but, but, or you can even as a lady say, you know, save that for the next couple of months, That's you know, right. like you don't want to, you don't want to minimize his idea. You just want to, you know, store it for later. Yeah, for sure. Because you certainly want the earrings later. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like, let's, <laughs> let's not. You know, those take for those back. One year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what about um, kids dating? How would you say that kids? At what point you feel like they should be introduced or integrated? Or oh, that's such a dangerous one. I can only speak to what I did. Um, obviously, my kids were about element high end elementary, junior high, um, and they did know I was dating. The first thing is, is though I'm very friendly. So when we are out and about. I used to live on second street and we'd be walking this is in Long Beach and I'm just chatting with everybody. So my kids saw that I was a very friendly personality. And I remember I'd be talking to a guy and my mom, my daughter's like, are you dating that guy? So even in like fourth grade, my daughter knew talking to a boy meant maybe dating a boy. Kids are not stupid. And when right. parents minimize and pretend to hide and think our, their kids are not catching on, it's a little bit ridiculous. And I think that actually creates insecurity uh-huh. because here's the point your kids are going to date eventually. Yeah. And you want you want to be an example to them on how to do it right. Now, look, if you're living the wildlife, you don't want your kids to see it. I get it. Right. But they're, st- they're still going to see bits and pieces of it. They're smarter than that. Yeah. I mean, even I went on a trip once and I put it on Instagram. My daughter caught me. She's like, oh, yeah, where are you at, mom? <laughs> uh, you know, of course, it's the daughter. Right. Boys aren't quite as boys aren't quite uh-huh. as interested. But I think it's a conversation. I've had my kids listen to a lot of you know, um, date feedback when I'm on the phone calls with, with people who are giving yeah. date feedback, yeah. uh, even to this day, I have kids in college and we talk all about dating, Yes, you know, and we, we talk about the mistakes I've made, the things I've learned, what could be better and how they should be doing it in their generation, which is very different. Now yes. these girls are like, I'll pay for my half. And I tell my boys, no, you're the man you protect yeah. and provide. And yeah. if you can't, you shouldn't be dating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I think um, I think here's my rules on this. Never, ever move in with a man unless you have a ring and a commitment. That yeah. would be my one rule, uh, especially if you're pulling kids into that move in. Yeah. Very, very dangerous because moving back out is so hard. Yeah. Um, and you know what? 
I would bring my kids in earlier than later. If you are at a three month mark and your kids are mature enough to handle a, a hello to somebody or um, a little pizza dinner with a guy, I think that's good. Your yeah. kids feedback matter. And I believe I would always want to stay friends with my kids. If a guy wasn't something my kids wanted to be around, adios. There's yeah. other men out there. Huge. I mean, you have four kids. What yep. do you think? That's right. Oh, no, exactly. So mine, I feel like it's, it's there's always an opportunity to teach them through my actions. So my fuck-ups or the things I did well or the things – I talk about it. Like, well, that didn't work. And here's how we build resilience or grit. And I think it's important. And my theory is that too. Like, you know, the kids, they can know, but they – you know, and they do know they don't, there's no, you know, lying about it or sneaking around and then all of a sudden dropping, oh, we're moving in together because that's just ridiculous. But I also think that they see our process and it gives them the freedom to say, well, if that relationship didn't work, I have the ability to be resilient and move on and fall in love again. And I I think Mm -hmm. it's so important and so healthy. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And my sons, I have three sons and one daughter, just like you do. And they're very different, you know? And I think that it's important. And many people don't learn how to date appropriately because of technology and how things have changed. So I think that it's a healthy education for everybody. Mm-hmm. I will say this too, of, you know, all the gentlemen, my kids have met quite a few. They could actually, I've done a little po- podcast with them where they're talking about it. Um, and they could go back and they can discuss each one and all of them I've almost stayed friends with except for the douchebags. But, (laughs) and and to this day, I literally just got my daughter an internship with the NFL because of one of the guys I dated. Like we don't burn bridges with people. We're not going to marry everybody. We honor them for who they were in our life for a season. We thought maybe it'd be a good fit, but we stay friends with people. And my kids have seen me do that. And they're like, I I remember even my son wasn't sure about college. And I said, well, call five of my ex-boyfriends who all had great jobs. And, and my son had seven questions they had to ask each guy. And, <laughs> and you know, these guys loved it. They loved and they, that I valued my kids. I valued them. It didn't work out. That doesn't mean they're not great guys. Yes. So my kids have seen that. And even we went to Aruba last year and my daughter's on Tinder and my kids aren't, they don't date much at all. As a matter of fact, I do not believe kids should date in high school. Right. I'm watching adults who can't do it. Kids in high school, you think they can do it? I, I'm not a believer in kids dating in high school. Um, but my daughter goes on Tinder and she's in college, but she just went on Tinder in Aruba so she can meet people, which I think is a great thing. So yeah. first day we get to, to Aruba, my daughter's like, mom, these guys want to take us out on the boat. I'm like, well, as long as you bring your brother. So it's a bunch of Dutch kids. They had a boat. They all went skiing. And I'm like, what about me? I'm over here <laughs> like on the, on the, so my kids have seen that you can create friendships as well. Yes. It's not, everybody's going to be your true love. That's, That's right. just the truth. Yeah, and I tell my clients that too. If you go out on these dates and at very least you get to be with another human being and make a connection, then cool. You know, yeah. but I also recognize that a lot of them don't know how to manage that, so they ghost each other, and it's a small community. That ghosting thing is like, oh man, come on. Dating like an adult, that's what I call it. You have to be I consider dating like a business. You know, you, you have to treat people with business practicality. So recently a guy sends me this DM he was having on hinge with a woman. It was a Monday. They were, it was great. He just said, Hey, look, let's, let's harbor. Let's wait on Wednesday till we meet to have the rest of this conversation. Tuesday goes by. They don't converse. 
Wednesday morning before their date, he says, good morning. I can't wait to see you today. Just confirming. And she goes, well, you didn't, you didn't message me yesterday. So I canceled. Really? Oh. Really? You know what she should have done is just said, hey, just double checking. There's nothing wrong with running your own itinerary to make sure things are going well. Yep. So this idea of ghosting or jumping ship, ladies, you can send a text that says confirming for today. Yep. It's your day. Don't let somebody else ruin it. Yeah. You know, and then ghosting. I mean, the only thing you have to say is, hey, look, you were great. I just don't think it's the right fit. Good luck. Right. Done. That's Done. right. Done. Yeah. If the whole dating world just started doing that, you know, I think it'd be a much better dating world. But people can't. No, they don't because they're uncomfortable with it. But I just think it's so horrible because then there's that whole thing. I ghosted him. Then I was on a date with someone else and he walked, oh you know, gosh. all that <laughs> drama that doesn't need to be there. Right. You know, it's just, it, it's, that's the tiring part, by the way. It's all of that, you know, static that tires people out, you know? So I, why, let me ask you though, why do you think people do it? Do you think it's a, I mean, I hear people say, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Uh -huh. Is it that, that, that it? Well, it's a, their inability to deal with their own uncomfortable feelings. And it feels uncomfortable to be honest and say, you know, I'm just not feeling it with you. And so instead they shut them down. I even have couples that cheat on each other because they don't want to hurt each other's feelings about something and not open up. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's very interesting. Like, you know, yeah. the, the human behavior, but, and I have a lot of clients that joke and wish that I would do a matchmaking thing or even set up their appointment with someone else's appointment back to back. So they meet in the waiting room. Mm. So if, I would love to be able to send you clients. And how do you vet your clients? I mean, vetting is a unique process. The only thing we can do is ask the questions, uh, you know, really kind of dig deeper. But again, who, who you are in a first date isn't going to be who you are in a relationship. And I think that is the bigger thing. It's again, asking them, are you a growth mindset person? Like, what have you done since your past relationship to grow? But people can also say things and then out of the blue be totally different. We, I tend to just go by vibe. I look, I'm from a, like, I'm from Long Beach, California. I'm, a, I'm down to earth, blue collar, hardworking. And there is not a sense of victimhood in my life or a sense of uh, somebody owes me. So when I'm looking at women, women specifically for the guys, uh, there's this new entitlement that women are just running around. They want guys with private jets. Like, well, I'm pretty. Ladies, stop. Just stop. So right there, I, I listen to some of their the things that they say. I, I listen to who they dated in the past and what they expect now. And I can just tell by a woman's appearance. I mean, beautiful is fine. Overly done. That's deeper issues right there. You know, especially where we live in Southern California, yeah. there's a lot of overly done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's it's, and you know, that's not somebody I'd ever, I can vet that quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's also like how much importance does she put on her children? Mm -hmm. You know, or is she like the boss babe and never has time? Uh, you know, I, I had a woman once she was just dropping YPO names of guys and it's like, okay, what, what are you looking for? Another right. YPO guy. Right. So there's just little things as, as you work with people. And yeah. I was a sociology major, you start to get to see yeah. who's got the depth of character. And when I ask, well, what's your passion? That's usually one of my vetting questions. And I tell people to ask that on a date. What's your passion? Like get away from your work, get away from your kids. Like what's your passion? Mm. And when you see somebody light up and glow and their passion is to serve and to help others, boom, right yeah. there. Quality yeah. peeps. Yeah. And I feel like even being authentic, you know, we're, we're flawed, we're human. We've got all kinds of quirks. 
you know, hiding those or pretending they don't exist is are huge red flags to me. But how would that look? What would people do to hide their authenticity? Well, putting on a face, acting as if they hadn't um, been through something or that they're nervous. Um, you know, it's it's it is nerve wracking walking in and meeting somebody mm-hmm. for the first time, and yeah, you know, to act like I don't care, this is no big deal. You know, I feel like right off the bat, like it doesn't set it up for. Ooh, I'm glad that it's you. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you know. You should be nervous. I always say when you're nervous about something, it's because you care. Yeah. And so even when I used to, I was a cross country runner before marathons, I was nervous. And that's because I cared about how I showed up to this event. Um, I know for me, when I'm nervous in front of a guy, I stutter, (laughs) which I'm a talker. So the fact that I stutter, just, you know, I'm thinking too fast. Um, But you should be excited about a first date. If you are not excited about a first date, you should be going on it. That's right. It's that simple. Yeah, if you're just doing time, then you mm-hmm. know you become numb and disconnected and miss mm-hmm. miss those golden opportunities or you yeah. know the diamond in the rough, so to speak. Well, Katie, I have absolutely loved talking to you. It's funny how very similar we are. Um, and how can people get a hold of you? I know that we're gonna make sure that people can connect with you on on our podcast and our links. But you want to tell us how they can find you? Yes, everything is dating with Katie, and that's K A T Y. So, dating with Katie, I have my own podcast talking about all the dating dilemmas, uh, and then Instagram, and then my the company that I work with is Sync Matchmaking, and that's C I N Q E dot com. So, get in the network. You never know. Are you? And I want to know, Doctor Christie, are you single now? I am dating. I'm in a relationship. It's been four okay. years, but I, I specifically gave myself time, you know, so I could get ready. Love it. Love it. Well, we could chat all day. And the next time I'm down south, I'm coming by to say hi. For more information, visit our website at lifesauce.com. That's life-sauce.com. And be sure to follow us on social media for more information about our upcoming podcasts. I'm Dr. Christy Wise, and this is Life Sauce.